Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your host and publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter. Joining me every week on the program is Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing pretty good today. All right. Thank you again for doing this. This is podcast number nine? I believe so. Yeah, number nine. All right. On the program this week, we have... Leon, Leon from uh, Herring Bank is going to be joining us here and ba- talking about all things banking and cannabis as it relates to the business of hemp and the hemp industry. Uh, Herring Bank is a privately owned bank based up in Amarillo, actually, and the bank opened up, I believe, around the turn of the century, 1899, and it's been owned by the same family since its inception. And we are joined by Leanne Hemingway, who's joining us. She manages the cannabis banking program there for Herring Bank. So we wanted to have her on. Also, Herring's been an advertiser with the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. So they've been clients of ours for uh, most of the year this year. And we wanted to get them on the program and and, uh, have her talk to us a little bit about the hemp industry and how it affects Texas. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're 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 in the Colorado market, so you're dealing with, I guess, the, the a lot of the hemp side of things, and maybe even not so much hemp. Maybe even dealing doing business with marijuana. Uh, imagine there in, in in the Colorado area. But before we get into some of the things that that Herring offers, I just wanted to ask if you could give us a little history, uh, Leanne, about Herring Bank and. I understand that it started many years ago, kind of as a maybe in um, agriculture and cattle and oil. If that if that's correct, yes, it was. It was cattle. So you were correct. We started uh, the bank was formed in 1899. So we've been serving the Amarillo area for over 121 years, and so we have 12 branches in three different states. So we're in Amarillo, Azle, Clarendon, Grand Prairie, and Vernon in Texas. And then we have a branch in Altus, Oklahoma. And then we have our Colorado Springs branch here in Colorado. Wow. So you guys are spread uh, spread around, spread yourselves around over there. That's pretty good. I, wasn't, I didn't know you had branches in uh, Oklahoma as well. Well, tell us some of the services that your, uh, your division offers, Leanne. I guess can I give our fellow Texan and hemp listeners an idea. Tell us a little bit about your program. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, So as you know, I'm in Colorado Springs. And so in Colorado, we do do more cannabis than we do on the hemp side. Um, We have some hemp customers. Actually, we have one in Montana. So we we can bank people out of state. So that has helped our our footprint a little bit. Um, Grand Prairie is also bringing on a lot of CBD and hemp customers as well. So we offer the full-service banking for them where they can have a checking account, a debit card. They have access to online banking. They have checks. They can run like a real business, which has been very difficult for some of these people. And so we found, you know, the need. Almost two years ago, we started this program in April, and it has really taken off. We've done some expos in Miami. We've done the Lucky Leaf Expo in Dallas. Um, I should be, if everything goes well with COVID, I should be in Oklahoma in March for an expo. 
So we are really trying to reach these people and let them know that there are solutions for them. And of course, other banks are banking them too, and it all depends on how they run their program. Uh, we do charge a fee for our our hemp um, program, and that's $175 a month, and other banks can run theirs the way they want. It all depends on, I guess, what they're trying to get out of it. And we are really in it to help. We can do some lending. And the nice thing about us being a family-owned bank is that we don't have to have people fit in the box. We try to find a way to do the loan. And so every Mm -hmm. loan we look at individually and uniquely. Well, I wanted to ask, you know, what can Texans learn from Colorado so far as as far as your experience goes with with working in Colorado? Um, Take your time. Don't be too eager. Have a good business plan. Um, It's not going to happen overnight. I think a lot of people who get into, I've seen it with the cannabis side, that they think automatically they're just going to make a lot of money. And it does take time. Well, when I opened up my bank account with Frost here in Texas, they kind of looked at me sideways a little bit, Leanne, when I uh, wanted to open the Texas Hemp Reporter. But I have a magazine background, and so my most of the things that I accounts that I have are media related. And so they had no problem letting me open the account, but I did have some issues with Square as my merchant services. And they they dropped me at some point after I was doing business with seed companies from Colorado and I was doing business, you know, as a, as the magazine, I started begin taking advertising from <laughs> SAR type clients, if you will, I guess, I don't know yeah. what's, and I think what happened is, is, is uh, you know, Square got rid of my account and then they, and then I went to Frost and asked them, what do I do? And they said, well, well, let's let you try Clover, which is who we work with. And then Clover, believe it or not, Leanne would not approve me either. So I'm, I, I'm a lot of my merchant services is actually being ran through PayPal and PayPal invoice right now. Yeah, that's been a real hot button um, been in Colorado. And I think it's because of everything going out into the Visa and MasterCard network. And right now we are partnering, Hearing Bank is partnering with KindPay. Um, so that is basically like a closed loop system. So it's in the merchant, the store owner would get this uh, program in their store and then the consumer would download the app to their phone. So it's almost like having a Starbucks card on your phone and you load it and then it goes automatically from the consumer's account to the merchant's account. So so it'll close out like a credit card every night. So they'll have deposits every night. And we're, we wanted to do this because we're trying to help, especially the cannabis side, have less cash. I wanted to ask, um, you mentioned earlier about people being patient and waiting because this obviously is not going to be all clarified overnight. With the farmers who want to start banking, what do you recommend that they do so that they can have all their ducks in a row when they come into a branch? And start saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm wanting to start farming hemp, and I I want to get that set up. What what kind of paperwork or what kind of things should they be ready for?" 
Well, you know, they can reach out to any of our Amarillo or Texas locations, even us in Colorado or Oklahoma. Um, talk to a business banker. You know, we can get them all the paperwork they're going to need. We're going to need, you know, their personal financial statements, probably tax returns and things like that. And I guess it's going to depend. I know we have to be careful with hemp because if that plant goes hot and it gets to that point where it gets the THC, it's it's no good. So you have to be very cautious with that. And I know, I don't know, like in Texas, you know, how close some of the people are with their their agricultural land but like in Colorado if you know they've got a field and you know I think it's the male you know if one gets out there it, it can mess up the whole crop but I do know someone who can do crop insurance for them as well yeah <laughs> so you know go, yeah and she's licensed in Texas and you know we want to be a resource for these people and, and if they will insure into Texas, that's certainly of an interest to these growers. Yes. And, you know, our person, um, she's licensed in that state. And uh, how she helps our cannabis customers is she, for cannabis, she cannot insure the stuff that is an outside grow. They can do, she can do the stuff that, you know, in a greenhouse and things like that. In Colorado. Have you heard of the company Veraleaf? They, they kind of offer a, a reg tech for high-risk banking, and it's basically kind of cloud computing technology through software as a service. And I just was wondering if you're familiar with them. They work with banks and financial institutions. Yes, I have heard of them. And so they're kind of like on the compliance side. That's right. Of things. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard of them. Um, we are not working with them. Uh, we have, you know, our compliance people, and then we also have a program called Helios, which helps us onboard our customers and helps with, you know, reporting and things like that. Our guest is Leanne Hemingway of Herring Bank and Hemp and CBD Banking. She's the uh, cannabis project manager, and we will take a quick commercial break and come right back with our guest Leanne Hemingway the cannabis banking product manager there at Herring Bank we'll be back on the other side it's the Texas Hip Show Folks, you know, I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and, of course, that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. And it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas 
gas stations and places like that, but none like Green Mountain Flour. And Green Mountain Flour has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body easier. It's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512-645-0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at GreenMountainFlower.com. That's a fine-looking box. Thanks. I love it. I wish I had a box like that. You and everyone else. I just can't keep people away from my box. It maintains itself, comes fully assembled, and it doesn't need a bit of help. I just sit back, relax, and watch things grow. Can I touch it? Mmm, I'd like that. The Bloom Box from BC Northern Lights, a self-contained indoor growing chamber. The fast and easy way to grow at home. The Bloom Box from BC Northern Lights, available at Pacific Northwest Garden Supply. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You've thought about growing your own tomatoes. You just need to be shown the light. BC Northern Lights, self-contained indoor growing units so you can grow your own tomatoes without cutting holes in your walls or risking a fire. BC Northern Lights takes out the guesswork by giving you the perfect growing environment. The bloom box and the producer come fully assembled, don't need an electrician, and pre-programmed timers do all the work for you. Start growing your own tomatoes today with the bloom box and the producer from BC Northern Lights. Available at Pacific Northwest Garden Supply. The Texas Hemp Reporter. News, trends, culture, health. Mail to over 1,000 licensed Texas hemp farmers. And 100% free in over 500 locations in Austin, Texas. Subscribe today at TexasHempReporter.com. Now, back to the show with your host, publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter and host of the Texas Hemp Show. Our guest this week on podcast episode nine here is uh, Leanne Hemingway, the cannabis baking product manager of Heron Bank. What's the website, Leanne, if you don't mind, just kind of let the listeners know how they can look you up online and, and uh, you know, fire off that thing so people can, can look you guys up. Oh, that's great. Great. Um, the website is www.herringbank.com. And for the cannabis side, click on the Colorado Springs link because that'll tell you a little bit about it and give you a number to call. There you go. Okay. Well, very good. I want to make sure folks t- tune in to go and check them out. So you guys are a Texas-based bank. 
And we've been growing hemp here in Texas since May. So people have felt this year, Leanne, that the grow season was kind of a ramp up year, given the short date that we had here in Texas to actually begin growing. So not a lot of farmers got, you know, a lot of their crops in the ground as they got permitted late. So we are, are you hearing anything like this outside of Texas? Um, or, or aware of that fact because we've here in the state we we've seen a, an increase uh, of the permit holders over the last you know four months but uh, the grow operations that we've been hearing you know not a lot of them are very big and and you know will have their first full grow year next year next year yeah no, excuse me no I hadn't heard that but are a lot of your um, farmers doing all of it outside most of it outside? Well, there's indoor grow operations as well, and there's permits. There's quite a few permits for indoor growers. I found that one of one of my advertisers is Garcia Brothers Organic Growers, and they're in north central tech, north Texas. And as a matter of fact, I have quite a few clients that that advertise with us that are indoor growers. I know. I say, and I know people myself that are. They came to the capital, and they they already own greenhouses and nurseries, so they're doing indoor grows just by default. Yeah, so there's a little, it's a pretty good balance, I think. I think a lot of folks, too, want to get into the space of growing hemp from, like, friends of mine, Leanne, that are not farmers at all, but they just want to get into the space. So I think there's a lot of that in Texas where folks that don't have a legitimate farming background are, are eager to get into the, the growing green rush, if you will, you know, and so I think there's a little bit of balance of that, but but there's also a good bit of, of farmers that are have grow operations that, that that are that are growing as well. And I think it's a, a pretty good balance of indoor and outdoor. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot you can do with the hemp plant. But, you know, until I got into this, I didn't realize. I was like, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's not been that we've noticed a a whole lot of industrial grow operations yet. Those will be like in the next year or two, I think. I think that some of the growers that will start, you know, mass producing for, you know, plastics and things in the of the yeah. of the industrial nature, the other states that have grow operations longer than Texas are are now experimenting with with uh, with that and and biofuels, uh, being the forty sixth state to legalize hemp, it's put them in the we're in the, we're in the back seat watching everybody else get ahead of the game. My co host Jesse is laughing with me about that because we're we are uh, you know we're such a, a leader in agricultural and, and oil and and other commodities. Uh, uh, it's 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 strange that Texas would allow itself to be behind on hemp. We we still have components of our government that are stuck in. Uh, the Stone Age. Go ahead, Leanne. Well, you could, I was going to say you could look at it this way: just sit in the back and learn from everybody else's mistakes. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Just sit back and watch <laughs> watch everybody else make the mistakes, and then and then go from there. So that's okay. that's that speaks yeah. that speaks to Texas <laughs> values too, right there, doesn't it, Leanne? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 not a cheap thing to get into. No, and that's the thing not just like planting corn and going, okay, here we go. You know, this is a different kind of business. You can see how people can't find banking. You can't use a credit card. 
and, and things like that. So it's different. So I hope these people that really want to get into this really take the time. Like I said, talk to your bank. Go to your, your, your banker and find out what your options are. And it's interesting because not every bank is into this stuff. Not every bank offers these services. And, you know, I have, I bank with a very popular Texas based bank and, and um, they're not ready to get into that controversy and all of the compliance and all of that. Do you guys in Colorado, Leanne, do you file many SARs or suspicious activity reports? I mean, you're in the marijuana state there in Colorado's, uh, it's not that bad now in Colorado in 2020, is it? You know, I think it got a little bad once COVID hit. Um, there were some robberies and things like that because I think people didn't have jobs to go to, so they didn't have nothing better to do. Um, but, you know, there is a lot that goes into to banking them, and we want to make sure we do everything correctly because we want to continue to bank them. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, people do get to file those SARs if they have to. And that's, uh, of course, that's essential for financial institutions. They've got to have an SAR and stay BSA, uh, AML compliance. Have the banking laws become easier in Colorado and other states that have marijuana or hemp? Um, I believe it's all federal, you know, and we just have to follow the FinCEN guidelines that are Put out there. So technically, I believe any bank can bank them if they choose to. It's like you said, do they want to jump in? Yeah. And, that's, and I do think it's change in a few years. I agree. I think that in a few years that more banks will, will be doing this. People have referred us, uh, Leanne, to other banks to reach out to them to advertise, but we haven't had any luck with any other banks coming aboard to advertise their hemp programs except Heron. So kudos to you guys having, you know, reached out and marketed with us earlier this year and, and you know, providing, you know, as the saying says, relationships for a lifetime, Herring Bank's uh, hemp and CD, CBD banking program has been the only one that we've been able to do business with this year. And it, it, it seems that we, we we hear about an opportunity for another bank, Leanne, but but none of them ever actually take that leap forward and, and, and want to advertise with us. So <laughs> it's a good news for you guys is that you're the only ones advertising, but uh, other banks are just, I think, afraid to get into that space and market it right now. I think so. And yay for us. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're proud that we're doing it. You know, we're happy program. We think we have a good program. And we've learned a lot in almost the two years that we've been doing it. Um, we've made changes, you know, some, you know, we've just, like I said, made changes, some for the better. And it's like, oh, we don't need to do that. I mean, we, and we're continuing to learn. It's not like this came with a book of instructions and said, okay, this is how you have to do this. I mean, we built this program from the ground up. It's a bold step. Like, we're also saying there's other banks that pretty much they don't want to touch this. I've talked to people who went to banks out in West Texas and they're going, hey, the bank pretty much shot us down saying, we think you're running a drug laundering operation. And they don't see, they, for some reason, they don't see it as any sort of legal avenue despite we just legalized this two years ago. So I, I say y'all took a bold step. You took the step that nobody else wanted to take so far. And it's going to get y'all ahead in the game in the end. 
I think so. I mean, we've made a lot of strides in Colorado. Um, we're really trying to ramp up our Oklahoma, you know, area there. And then also the ones in, um, in Texas. And like I said, Grand Prairie is getting a lot of phone calls because of you guys. They have gotten calls from the Texas Hemp Reporter. And I've gotten some. And then because I'm not in Texas, I, you know, refer those to their um, branch manager down there, uh, Andrew. And so it's been really good. But like I said, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, opening these accounts takes time. It's not a one-day process. We collect everything. We make sure we have everything we need. All the licenses, you know, are dated correctly because I've taken some that have been expired and I've had to go back and go, I need a new one. <laughs> you guys have that, you know, and, and we want to be with them every step of the way. Well, it, it, this has been the program that you guys st have introduced since April of 2019. So as we move into the second year of Texas's grow season next year in the spring, uh, this will be the second year that you guys will be going into your third year uh, offering these services. As we begin to close here, how can Herring Bank's hemp program help our fellow Texans? Well, how can it help? Well, it's going to give them an avenue to put their money and and run like a real business, especially if they have employees, they can pay them with a check, they can do direct deposit. We have all those options for them. Yeah, it, it's just been amazing since I've been in this space, Leanne, to learn that, you know, there's some real challenges in the uh, the sector. I didn't know that I was going to – I had a Square account for, you know – 11, 12 years. I had no idea that I was going to end up, uh, you know, losing that, you know, trust with that, with that service. So, um, I'm looking to kind of see what, uh, kind pay is about. I may have to talk to you after, uh, after the show and get you to tell me a little more about that or email me something on that. Um, how, oh, uh, how can listeners reach out to you one more time? Maybe give them your extension. I know you're in Colorado, but you know we have listeners all over the country and 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 in North Texas and Oklahoma as well. And you know, what's your, you want to fire off your number or email or just yeah? Uh, how can people um, get in touch with you? Because uh, you're you you know you're the you're the you're the one that they asked me to reach out to regarding hemp, and it, they didn't they wanted you had the most experience in it being there in Colorado Springs. Yeah, well, they can call me in Colorado at the office, and that number is 719-465-0414, or they can call my work cell phone, which is 719-373-7248. I'd be glad to take their call and, you know, just help guide them, even if it's just a question. It doesn't even have to be, oh, I want to be a customer. If they're just getting started, we can help them, you know, and get them on the right path. Yeah, and that's really the important thing. Um, people are having a lot of questions with regards to finance. I've found that CBD companies that do business with me have also just – you know, advised me, hey, Russell, try this or try that. You, you're, you may end up having to experience this. I didn't know that I was going to be so challenged with some of these things, but my bank is fine. I, it's, it's just the, more the cards and the visa and the discover. That seems to be the most challenging thing that I'm dealing with. And, and that's 
like I said, a real hot button for all of them. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the most questions I get after they come on as a customer. It's like, well, can I get, you know, merchant processing? And I'm like, not yet. We're working on it. So now that we've, you know, partnered with KindPay, we're hoping this is going to open up a whole bunch more doors for them. Well, the phone number at your office, I believe you said, was 719-373-7248? Yeah, that's my work cell phone number. They can call that anytime. Anybody got questions on how to get their bank with Herring? There's there's numerous branches. You can bank with these guys from anywhere in the state, really. You can still manage your account online like any other bank. And, uh, that's I re- correct. And, and and I've had uh, several people ask me, Russell, can you, you know, t- tell me more about this bank? You know, so I've had people in Houston that were asking, and I've, I know that I've sent uh, referrals to people to, to reach out to you guys, whether they've gotten an account or not, I, I don't know, but I have referred many people. Uh, but guys, if you're listening and you want to learn more about Herring Bank and the Hemp and CBD banking program, nobody has more experience in this since the April of 2019 than Leanne Hemingway, Cannabis banking product manager there in Colorado Springs and her direct line there in Colorado is 719-373-7248 and and thank you for being a part of the show Leanne I really appreciate it and and fire and let the web get get, fire the website off one last time for our listeners okay www.herringbank.com awesome well, that's uh, the time I've got for you, Leanne. I appreciate you being here on the podcast this week. And I'm going to reach out to you off air maybe later in the week on KindPay. I want to get a little more information on that program and, and what they're offering. Okay. So, and thank you for having us. Yes, thank we you. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, Leanne. We appreciate your time. Okay, bye-bye. All right, there she goes. That's Leanne uh, Hemingway of Herring Bank and uh, one of our sponsors there at the, uh, at the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. So... Uh, we're glad to have them uh, uh, chime in, and we offered that opportunity for them to be on the, the podcast uh, uh, several months ago and, and finally got to get them on and, and talk about that. All right, well, stay tuned. More uh, Texas Hip Show. My co-host, Jesse, and I will be right back after this. Like the coldest winter chill. Folks, you know, I've gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years. My knees, my shoulder, and, of course, that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything. Massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me. GreenMountainFlower.com, that's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available, and it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place, you know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that but none like green mountain flower and green mountain flower has the most nodule cbd oil retailers right here in austin texas it's natural 100 absorption it's water-based and it absorbs into the body easier it's unique and 100 organic formula and it really has worked give a call today to 512-645-0510 talk to gene or elsie and ask about the great products that they have you'll find them on facebook and online at greenmountainflower.com 
That's a fine looking box. Thanks. I love it. I wish I had a box like that. You and everyone else. I just can't keep people away from my box. It maintains itself, comes fully assembled, and it doesn't need a bit of help. I just sit back, relax, and watch things grow. Can I touch it? Mmm, I'd like that. The Bloom Box from BC Northern Lights, a self-contained indoor growing chamber. The fast and easy way to grow at home. The Bloom Box from BC Northern Lights, available at Pacific Northwest Garden Supply. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You've thought about growing your own tomatoes. You just need to be shown the light. BC Northern Lights, self-contained indoor growing units so you can grow your own tomatoes without cutting holes in your walls or risking a fire. BC Northern Lights takes out the guesswork by giving you the perfect growing environment. The bloom box and the producer come fully assembled, don't need an electrician, and pre-programmed timers do all the work for you. Start growing your own tomatoes today with the bloom box and the producer from BC Northern Lights. Available at Pacific Northwest Garden Supply. The Texas Hemp Reporter. News, trends, culture, health. Mail to over 1,000 licensed Texas hemp farmers. And 100% free in over 500 locations in Austin, Texas. Subscribe today at TexasHempReporter.com. Now, back to the show with your host, publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden. Joining me always is Jesse Williams of the Texas Cannabis Collective. And there was a really cool article that came out today on the Texas Cannabis Collective. I got that first thing this morning, actually. You were When were you writing this article, Jesse? This was early today. Well, this was over the course of like a day. And I finally was like, I got I to gotta get back on this. I was up to probably about one in the morning, making sure I had all my links set right and everything Everybody's fully informed. They could read the bill text. So the the article I'm sp- speaking of that came into my inbox when when I was getting out of bed at eight thirty eight in the morning today was about all of the marijuana bills that are starting to come in already for the next session. And these are the representatives from this district, this district. It's kind of uh, and ve- they vary from full on. Every just legalized marijuana across the board to um, uh, I want to change the constitution of this state. <laughs> they vary all over. So let me ask my co-host Jesse of the Texas Cannabis Collective, who does a fabulous job. The uh, those guys, Austin and he do, a, and that team do a great job of of getting information out there. So I thought this was very informative. I almost want to print this because it's really cool to let you know who's in your district and what. It's all got to get past our buddy, um, Lieutenant Dan. 
Lieutenant Dan Patrick. Hi, of Lieutenant course. Dan. But will, you, will you pass us a marijuana? Tell, bill? tell us a little bit about who's who's voted what and where. And, and you wrote this story, and, and you've covered this very well on Texas Cannabis Collective. Titled the article: uh, "Pre-filing of marijuana bills in Texas has officially begun," because as of two days ago, representatives and senators could officially start f- pre-filing their bills. I don't understand why we call it pre-filing. To me, it's just filing. If you can file it, it's being filed. It doesn't matter, but House Bill 99, that's the one I put at the top of this, Representative Steve Toth. He has filed the decriminalization bill this session. This was primarily Joe Moody's bill last session, and Steve Toth had commented on the Texas Normal Voter Guide that he was like, hey, you're going to have to have a Republican carry this. Like, They're not going to take it serious on the other side, the other chamber, the Senate. So he, he kind of, he had that first punch in there with this when he put that bill forward. And that's House because, Bill... Because, and that's House Bill 13... House Bill 99. 99, okay. And so several were put up last year, but were vetoed by well, Lieutenant Governor. Dan Patrick said, this is dead on arrival, which... So does it make a difference this year if some of the same bills from the previous year are now put forth not by Democrats, but Republicans? Possibly. Hopefully. I mean, hey, we've got some hip growing this year, and you know, maybe things are get a little better with all the, you know, the, the, everything from the agricultural side. As we've, you would think that with everything that's gone on, we're between having hemp and the Delta Eight coming out, so we've got people using that. We're, we're not watching these massive, massive health crises take place that they always claimed was going to take place if this stuff was available in the market here, and. You would think that they would, that somebody would go, okay, well, we have, the, we definitely have the evidence now that this isn't the crisis that it's been made out to be, if it were legalized, but it's likely we'll still see, hear and see the same attitude. It's really, it's a toss-up now. Everybody's really concerned about, they say, who's lining whose pockets from what lobbyist. Well, there's other bills that are on, and that was 99. You mentioned 13 something earlier. Uh, but what's the next representative? Let's go um, through a couple rep- more. Representative of these. Joe Moody, and he's who I spoke of a moment okay, ago. He right. had he had the decriminalization bill last session, and in this session, he's actually he's the one who's got a legalization bill put forward. He had House Bill sixty three last session. That's the one that Dan Patrick said this is dead when it gets here, and he killed it. He he won't let it go to a committee at all. We have um, House Bill one sixty nine by Representative Sinfronia Thompson. It's a decriminalization bill as well. And Roland Gutierrez, senator, now senator. He was a representative beforehand. He ran in a Senate District 19, covers a good chunk of San Antonio. And this was a staple of his platform. Like He was really big. Like Even at the end of last year, he said, hey, we need to legalize this so we can put money into the school system. And everybody said, hey, that's a good idea. And this So he was elected to the House of Representatives. He, before, and now he's a senator. So there's been one extra Democrat seat now. He won over incumbent Peter Flores. Pete, let me make sure I have the, the name correct. See here, he's, Gutierrez beat out incumbent Peter Flores. It was 156,741 votes to 146,395 uh, votes. <laughs> and and it's, it's strange because you, you see, you're like, oh man, it's only 10,000 votes difference. But with just that many votes, it's like, like a 3% difference between the two. Well, that's the marijuana vote, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and, 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 and then a lot of people are believing that. They're going, hey, yeah. th- this guy, this was like the big, it's almost like the foundation of him saying, hey, we've got to change this for people. And it's not just, hey, let's get people medicine. It's, 
hey, let's fund our schools. Let's get people medicine. <laughs> let's let's change this, this, this horrible criminal system. But there's already been some some pushback because his original bill he put he told people about he's added legal he's added medical to it and the medical I believe I saw one of the pages it's like a five percent THC cap and that's a start it's a start there's some people in the industry I can understand that in the movement that I can understand are upset about well how can folks pick up this article or where they can guide them to where they can see it on social media or, or where would you like them to go to your your website txcanico.com is our website right now it's the main article right on the front page and it'll be within the first we we've got like the first like the last nine articles are always sitting there we've ever written so you're going to run into it. If we release another article this week or even two or three this week, you'll be easily find it on the front page. Yeah, that's that's how our site is, too. When you post a new story, the first and if, couple And if you really there. want to keep up, you can be like Mr. Dowden here. <laughs> and this article I made very special to help people out to become like Mr. Dowden. <laughs> right in the middle of the article, it says, do you want to stay up to date with this session? And you can put in your email address, hit subscribe, and all you got to do is go check your email for the confirmation. Click the that's confirm. Right. And I get, did that. And you'll get an email every time one of these articles comes yeah, out. Yeah, I woke up this morning and I was making coffee and was grabbing the uh, laptop. And, and yeah, there was there was my 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 in my my inbox. I'm getting alerts already in the morning uh, from you guys. So I and that's why I reached out to you actually. The and, and out behind the scenes, folks probably don't know this, but uh, I I was getting these emails uh, for months now. I've been a member. I've been joined on this list at the Texas Cannabis Collective since earlier this year, probably May. And as the publisher of the Texas hemp reporter we were getting ready to get been planning for months to start a, a a podcast in the fall and so when i was ready to get down there and record this thing and get this thing going i i reached out to you i thought you would be i thought you anyone any i didn't know who was going to answer i just wanted to reach out to someone over there at tcc because i felt like what the work that y'all do is really good and and i was always impressed with it and 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 then i just reached out to you actually and hey man so, you want to come do a podcast <laughs> i was like sure when you're like tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow thanks for the notice tomorrow at five i'm like oh, sure <laughs> well this is our our ninth podcast and uh so uh appreciate you doing these with me it's been a lot of fun i feel like um there's some synergy with uh, what you and austin are doing at the texas cannabis collective and and um, and what we're doing, so I think there's a lot of folks that that know you guys, and, and you guys got a great following on social media. So so kudos to you guys. I want to talk about a couple of things that are coming up. Um, we are in the middle of uh, designing the Texas Hemp Reporter December issue, and we're working with Growhouse Media on this Texas Hemp Cup that's coming up uh, December twelfth. They're doing a, 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 a an event out here that we're co-sponsoring with Growhouse Media. I am going to have um, on the ninth uh, days before that event, where it looks like we're going to have Daphne and and Heather. Uh, well, not Heather Fazio will be on with uh, Daphne on, uh, from Growhouse Media talking about that event. But then we also have members uh, Celeste Miranda from Mace Media. They're the ones doing the event that you're speaking at in Houston on the uh, same day. Uh, on the same day, I will be in Houston. <laughs> I'm gonna go to this one in San Marcos, I think. And uh, you mean Wimberley. Well, it's Wimberley or San. I don't know. It's like they got it in Wimberley on some of the announcements, and then it's San Marcos. So I think I think what it is. It's the 
on Ranch Road 12 where this is being held, it's in between Wimberley and, and San Marcos, but it's probably technically San Marcos, but but it's it's on the way to Wimberley. So I, I know where that is that at the park there. But um, anyway, so there's really two, two uh, actual events that are coming up in December, and we've gotten ourselves involved with both of those. Uh, you're speaking at, don't tell me, 2.30 p.m.? Lives like twelve thirty, twelve thirty or one thirty. Oh, was it twelve thirty? I thought it was two thirty. CBDExpo.net. <laughs> you can go check the, the the schedule there. There's a schedule on the on their page, and it literally right. And there. I don't have Grow House's Decem- website. December eleventh and December twelfth, and I'll be speaking on policy and regulation that day on the twelfth. So. Two events coming up, guys, on December 11th and 12th in Houston, once, and another one uh, on the 12th here in, in in San Marcos in Central Texas. So those guys, uh, that, those will be coming up. Another coming podcast in the coming weeks. Next week, I have our friends over at Sante Labs will be chiming in. I believe that's going to be Mike, as well as Gene and Elsie from Green Mountain Flower, who actually sponsored the show. They will be calling in both of them next week in different segments. And the funny thing is, both of those, they work together. Greenflower actually works with Sante on testing and uh, making sure that their products are you know compliant and all that. So that's very, very good synergy on that show next week on the 16th. Uh, that'll be show 10. And then on the 25th of November, we have Riverside Hemp from Houston. Also, HydroShack, uh, Chris, uh, Chris will be calling in from Houston also. So both of those guys are from Houston, Texas. That show, that's our, our H-Town show. And then the following week, your Mace Media guys will be on. So kind of a, a Houston, uh, East Texas uh, the weekend, uh, week there that, for that. So so we just got, we're booking. It's a third coast party. It's a third coast party. There you go. But we're booking right now for December and January. I just booked today. CRI, CPAs, uh, is going to be on on the 30th. They provide CPA services, but specialize in the hemp and marijuana industry. So these guys reached out on an email uh, to us earlier today, and uh, Scott Bailey will be joining us on the 30th. You and I will be off the 23rd. That's two days before Christmas, so we won't have a show on the 23rd. But we're going to have a nice show right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. The 25th. The 25th with uh, uh, Riverside Hemp. You get to listen to these two crazy guys and then go fight and... And mingle with everybody at Walmart over Black Friday deals. Drink your eggnog. <laughs> Hang out with... I, I got a question I got to ask you. This, yeah. this has been burning deep inside. No. Means we're cannabis supporters. No. Have you gotten your Fat Soros check yet? No, I haven't gotten a Fat Soros check yet, but I'm, I'm wondering if Antifa has. I heard that's the rage these days, that apparently if you support cannabis, you're, you're, you're a paid Soros name. No, I support cannabis, but no, I'm, I'm still waiting on that to arrive in the mail. Maybe, maybe we start putting these little printouts, Fat Soros checks, and send them out with the magazine. Like, hey, you support it? Here's your Fat Soros check. Yeah, I'd like a Fat Soros check. I'd like a check of any kind right now. Who cares? It doesn't have to have Soros' name on it. It can have your name on it. Yes, that's right. You can subscribe to the Texas Hemp Reporter, and we will add you to the subscription list. And you and, can buy uh, some advertising from us as well. Yeah, you could buy an ad. You could uh, support us somehow there or run some ads on the podcast. But uh, no, just kidding, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week on the show. And thank you again to Leanne Hemingway of the cannabis banking product manager there at Herring Bank and good stuff from them. We're very honored to have them working with us and and look forward to working with them more in the future. So um, 
Stay tuned. Thanks again. This was podcast number nine. Next show will be Green Mountain Flower and Sante Labs next week. So look forward to having those guys on. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>